0: Shut up, and and sit down. down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 238. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. And with me, as always... It's my buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bear, bringer, the beastmaster. A third shift. I thought I had some other kind of title for you last time, but it's two weeks removed, and I don't remember anything. So it's just Eric. He's just here. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, man. How's it going? How was your here. week? You know.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Week was, uh, you know, I guess wonderful. I don't really know. What do you call <laughs> it? It was, it was a thing. We did stuff. Uh, in particular. We'd painted the trim in the house all over every night. We did like a different room of trim. Taped it, painted it, you know, me and the wife working together, handling that. Not really fun, but necessary to take the house to the next level, you know, where we want to be. So glory to mankind. You know what I mean? That's how you do it. Mm. And beyond that, I played some video games. That was cool. In fact, this feels like 100 years ago. But it was just Friday night, or Saturday <laughs> night, or whatever Saturday. night. It must have been Saturday, because obviously Friday night we played games. I beat <laughs> near Automata, okay? <laughs> and I'll say, it was it's such a happy, sad, weird thing. Hmm. Because the way the ending goes, once you do the, all the proper endings, uh, something happens, and you're done with the game. That's it. Yes. So that part, you know, was really craptacular, you know, it's it was awesome, but it was craptacular and it finalized everything. But now, then once it's done though, now I'm like, well, I said I was done. I said I wanted to be done, but I don't want to be done now. I I lied to myself, I guess, because now I'm, I'm actually done and can't be not undone.
0: But it's for the best.
1: It's for the best.
0: Because how much more would you have played of that? Not uh, enough to not validate enough to it. validate
1: it, yeah. No. And now another person gets to have mahaga.
0: Not enough to validate invalidating that experience you just had without spoilers, yeah. Because to go through that, then they just be like, "Nah, I wanna, I wanna run around and do one more side quest, and then go. I think I really am done.
1: And then just never pick it up and never finish it. You
0: got to do the thing and and be that's done. it,
1: yeah. And of course, with that said, during said event, man, I was like, I was like a god. It was like I was playing Gradius and Life Force all over again. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at my skills, look at my skills, look at my skills. And then you get way up into the Square Enix. There's that final little clump. Like I made it all the way to that last little clump. And it got stupid, stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no,
0: I'm going to be trying this all night. Plus, I think it actually loops, so there's no way you can actually get. Through oh, it doesn't it. allow you
1: to do it. Okay, it doesn't
0: allow you to finish it on your own. There's no way.
1: I wondered because I'd seen I'd seen Square Enix already pop up, mm-hmm. and it did it again, and I was like, "Well, maybe that was like for some other section of Square Enix or something." And I was uh, like,
0: "I paid attention those last like two runs because you can try it like three or four times before the thing." Mm-hmm. And it was like I saw all those names many times during that same run okay you know in the same yeah, stuff I like, okay it just kept i, I going. get it and it, was, but, and it
1: yeah. was to the point i'm like there's no way i'm gonna do this i can't it just gets to be so overwhelming so right. that was obviously well, i guess that was the point you know? so but i tried and i, I got oh, yeah. so far but in the end it didn't really matter you know what i mean it's one of those scenarios mm-hmm. so finished up near automata Put it away, it's gone, never to be touched again, and uh, near Replicant, of course, I wait. I wait for that. It's going to be glorious. Then I went, well, what do I do now? I don't know. So before I did that, though, we played Outriders together. We played through uh, our second playthrough of the demo, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, has a freaking
0: another patch. I saw that. Yeah, just like yesterday it was coming through while I was downloading something else. I went, stop making this bigger because the real game's coming anyway.
1: Well, and here, we'll just gab about it for a second here since we're on it. It's so smart. All right, first you release a demo so everybody can just check the game out. They know what they're getting. You know what you're going to play. We're not hiding anything from people. There's nothing here. And then they said, and we're going to make it the beginning of the game so you can save your progress. You play the demo. You like the demo. Boom. Progress saved, you get the real game, and you just carry forward from where you left off. Another really smart move. Then, on top of it all, they're already bug fixing, patch fixing, doing all sorts of crap. So by the time the game hits, they're not going to have the typical day one bug crash bull crap all over the place. Bugs and errors and everywhere, because, hey, we come play our demo. Oh, look, millions did. Look at all these bugs we're finding and things we need to do and square away now the launch will just be butter smooth. Very smart. I like what they're doing.
0: It is very smart, but the other thing that turns me off of it is that I've watched so many videos of people and they're like, wow, I'm just like farming in the demo. I'm going on legendary runs. I'm up in my world tiers. I'm like, dude, you got to like level six. Stop it. Just stop. Because as soon as you hit level seven, all your work is going to go out the window because you're going to do something else or you're going to actually move on from here because there's, there's some guy I was following. He was like, I'm hyped for the demo. I can't wait to try it out. And then he made this big, overblown video about how, oh, man, it's the coolest thing. I'm farming all these runs. I did like eight characters. I'm like, what are you? There's four classes. What are you doing? It's so weird. It's man, a weird thing. That's what
1: us looters love,
0: man. We love these it. These people. It's too weird. It's... You can beat it in two
1: hours. I'm, what are you doing? I'll doing do it again it. and again. I've been Stop. doing it. I did it again and again and again. I'm like level seven. I got a couple legendaries on one of the characters. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You didn't
0: get legendaries. Don't lie. Yeah, I got, got the legendary. Drops.
1: Yes, yes. Sure. Got them. Sure. Got him on the pyro. Ready to go. Ready. Smoking it. There's nothing what? wrong with that. What's wrong with getting the loot? It's only gonna be replaced when you're like level eight, you know?
0: Yeah, and two levels later you oh I got this green and it's way better. Okay. That one that one time I see you shoot it, I'll be like, yeah, that's pretty neat. That was neat. Where'd that gun go? Oh, oh it's, it's gone.
1: R- found this blue one over here, it's you know, better. Boom, hmm. gone. I've half joked. It is fun. You gotta be a looter and you're not that guy. Right. So you don't you don't get that feeling like people who love looter games do, where you're like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, farming this loot.
0: I do, but it's got to be enough content that it's not the same stupid thing all the time over and over and mm. over and over again. I love loot. I, we love getting legendaries in Borderlands and Battleborn, any other kind of game that has loot in it. Division, same thing. But we don't just play uh, the intro missions of those games and farm them and farm them and farm them and farm them. That's, that's what I was like. It's it's 45 minutes if you're sober playing it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to run that again and again and again and again and again. No, 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 no. I get what you're saying, but of course you gotta
1: understand there is a whole group of people out there who do love that. And I'm one of them too. I, I used to farm in Daryl and Diablo too uh, for about six hours straight on the weekends. I would just go run in, kill Andariel, reload, just for runes. And I would just do that all day long and nothing else. That's all I did. It's just I don't know, something about it, man. It's just woo Sanity. <laughs> you know what else is insanity? Is I went I know what I gotta do. I gotta play Doobie Turtle again. I popped that in, and <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, my God. I'm so far <laughs> in the, uh, the base game, and it's so difficult. And you're supposed to have already, of course, learned the ropes and be a professional by now because it's been kind of ramping you up. But then when you stop playing for seven months and then get back on, oh, boy, oh, boy. That went, nope. I turned it down to easy mode, and then <laughs> I still was having trouble, and I went, <laughs> Damn it, Oh, my
0: God. You turned into Howard. You became Howard.
1: So I got to go back. And when I say it, it got hard. It was still hard. It's because I wasn't doing what you're supposed to be doing, which was making sure you're keeping your ammo up and and whatnot. So you got to make sure every third or fourth baddie, your chainsaw, to get the ammo to keep going, to shoot the other bigger baddies. Right, right, right. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't dying. It's just I wasn't getting the ammo I needed, so I wasn't able to finish off the big guys. So I'm running around like a crack monkey with no ammo. Uh, it was just a miserable time, but I got—I was in a big story bit where I left off at, so I'm like, oh my god, it's so cool, a story bit was happening, things were going on, I'm like this, whoa, yeah, yeah, I wanna play, I wanna play, but it's so hard and I'm scared, I'm like, oh my god. To get into this, I gotta go back, replay levels, get some free-ups, get the, get the whole groove going again, I'm like, oh my god, this sucks.
0: Here's what you do, Eric. You, you load up your PS5, right? Mm-hmm. You, you boot it up. We uh, ah, you mm-hmm. log into yourself. You do 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 do. Enter your little passcode thing. And Then you you go on the crossbar. You go over to Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. and there's a button on there. I think it's the options button. Mm-hmm. You press that options button, and it'll pop up some options for you to do with that game. And you just go down to delete, and you just never play that goddamn game again. No, you just don't play it. No, and it's you go, a great game. And and you do like you like you usually do, and you go. Yeah, I played and beat Doom Eternal. That was pretty fun. I, I beat it, though. I did it. Just like with these other games that you don't play, that you watched play, and you were like, "Yeah, I, I beat that game. I beat Bayonetta 2. I played the heck out of that game. That's what you do with this one. No. That's what you do. No. Yes. Don't
1: chastise me about a game that's hard and I don't finish. You're I'm giving you good no. advice, <laughs> no. Eric.
0: I'm giving you good advice. <laughs> So you don't play it and go, oh, man, this is really I don't like it. Now I got to go back. I got to go pre-play levels to pre-play these other levels. Don't waste your time, Eric. Don't waste your time farming that guy for six hours. Don't waste your time beating your head against the wall of Doom Eternal. Just stop. Just stop it. Don't play Destiny 2 ever again because you're going to play it for five minutes and love it and then stop playing it again. <laughs> don't do it which anymore. already happened.
1: I played it for like three days straight. and then See? I, haven't played it since. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want, man. You know, life is hard. Video games are difficult. What am I supposed life to do? Life is
0: strange, Eric. Life is strange. We're not
1: talking about that game. <laughs> I don't, I don't really like that game. And then last but not least, <laughs> I was playing Sony 5 Strikers. And, and you know what? This is a game where you tell me the same thing. You'd have said, Eric, you know what? This game's not for us. It's not for us. We're o- it's over. And I said, nay. No, because- nay,
0: sir. Nay. Now, I'm going to counter this by saying neither of us have turned the difficulty down. If we did that and it was still hard, I would say, okay, it's not for us, to. but just put it back in the steelbook for me and just put it over there. We haven't tried that yet. And we don't have to anymore. We're not to the ultimate quit zone yet. And we
1: don't have to now because (laughs) I played it and I grinded for hours and hours and hours this week. I got to level 18, 19 when the recommended level for the first monarch is like 12. And I finally beat that stupid First Monarch. I put it under the belt. All I had to do, and I told Matt this off-air, was stop thinking about it as a fun, awesome, cool game where you just do cool shit and be awesome. It's not that. You have to think of it like Demon Souls, Dark Souls... And you have to go in, parry, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, attack, attack, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, attack, parry, parry, dodge roll, dodge roll, attack, parry, parry, dodge roll, dodge roll, attack, parry. And you do that a lot. And then you'll win. That's
0: how you win. What I don't get is, sure, the Musou games, like on ultimate difficulty, yes, you do have to block and dodge and parry. But just on normal, you don't do that. You have a fun, wild time. Until like the end stages. You don't have to do this. Why is it like this? Now I'll tell me.
1: Like it. if you get a few levels ahead, the regular baddies and stuff, and even those mid level bosses, it's all just lulls and and just fun time clicking the buttons and you smash your faces and win.
0: I mean I'm doing that as it is, yeah. and you were seven levels ahead of that. Mm-hmm. So So
1: when you get to that point, all everything but the boss is that. The boss just hits so hard that you have to make sure you're dodging or parrying the attacks. If that boss hits you, it's game over. And as you know, if you get stuck in like a heavy attack where you got to do like an animation that's more than a few seconds, you're gone. Because if you do it the wrong second while the boss is about to do like a, a combo kick, pop, pop, character's dead. Ow! Oh, and then you're switching over to whatever other character's still alive and running around. And then all of a sudden you're using revives, but guess what? No matter how much you farm, you're only going to have so many revives, and away you go. You have to, for those bosses, be like, nope, you have to change it all up. And and, and part of me goes, damn, oh, man, I don't want to do that. But I will say that the guides and everything else said that as you go, and as you get more abilities, and as you get your skill sets, your bonds, and all your uh, personas, skills, and everything up, the less and less you'll have to worry about doing that kind of stuff and you'll be able to just, you know, put on your immunities and everything else and rock and roll. But the first few, you have to treat it, you know, super safe and dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll.
0: That's stupid. I don't like
1: it. I know. But you need, you got to focus, you got to push through because I'll tell you what, that story, man, so much fun. So much fun. You pop through that first boss and it's like, hours of just story fun stupidity great times mm-hmm. and then i just got to the point again where it's like all right here's the new city go find clues and do the thing and start this whole process over again yeah yeah but before that it was just like i said hours of story and fun and silly events and things going on i'm like yes i love all of this stuck just don't let me get near the monarchs i just want to stay away from the monarchs don't want i don't want so need an easy mode through those and then we're fine so that's my week man That's what I've been up to. What about you?
0: I feel like it's been a week, just like you said, of just, I don't really remember it being a week. It just kind of went, hey, now it's podcast day again. Oh, okay. I mean, I know real life world is just blah blah and this and that. Video game world, though, it's always good, especially because I play Animal Crossing New Horizons every day. Two of my projects are done. The gym is done. I found some awesome custom art for the panels that you put up. So they look like windows looking out of the gym. You know, you put the treadmills and the uh, exercise bikes up facing those. Punching bag and the speed bag in the next bank of windows. It looks pretty cool. Looks awesome. The casino, I guess, is done. I had to cut it in half because it was too big for where it was and it was all unwieldy. And that was too small. So I'm gonna have to do something else with that. Either move it Or put something else in there. But my Mario area is finally getting big. I'm Getting all the mushrooms and stuff to kind of decorate all around there. Do all the cool things with that. Man, that game is just so good. And what I hate, I mean I love and I hate, is like I told, I think I said it before on the air. I signed up for Reddit so I could look at the Animal Crossing Reddit and get cool ideas and see people's stuff. like Every other post down there, I know I've told you this off air, is, man, this game sucks. There's not this and this and this and this from the old games. This is garbage. We paid $60 for some garbage game. I'm like, look at this beautiful game of happiness and joy. And people are going to hate it. This is not the point of Animal Crossing. The point is to live just an easygoing life on your little island and make what you want to make of it. And not Think about, oh, man, the other game, there was this guy, and he did his thing, and they took it out of here so they could give it to us later. Just enjoy your life. Enjoy your island life, people. It's a beautiful game, full of happy creatures, and they love what you do, and they love you.
1: Man, No,
0: what a wonderful time. We
1: got a troll. The trolling power is power, man. God, it's a beautiful thing.
0: And this is the other thing I love. It's that, that meme picture of, like, the happy like golden retriever dog and like the mean devil dog right next to it Mm -hmm. one person in that animal crossing reddit put up animal crossing with the happy little golden labrador dog and then animal crossing community with the weird spazzing out devil dog and i was like that's exactly it like or upvote or whatever reddit does and then i went into the comments of it people were like what do you mean what does this mean In what way do you mean that we're, like, crazy? (laughs) Look at every other post on this stupid Reddit. Come on! You people are not even self-aware enough. Anyway, okay, getting off topic, going into a Reddit rant. I also got the autographed hard copy with the download code of Chained that I got from the indie channel I Dream of Indie, who go support them on YouTube. They're a great couple of people. I think there's three people now who run that, but I started playing that. It's a game I talked about a couple weeks ago, and it was a lot of fun. And I got into this loop of, like, each kind of chapter to progress the story, it'll have, like, certain goals. Get this much money in your hacks, do this specific hack three or four times, and then purchase an upgrade or something. And I found a couple spots where it was like, hey, you can just farm for money and experience endlessly here as long as you don't do that third requirement. And it was cool because I just got in that zone of listening to a podcast or some music and then just doing the hacks, you know, little number up numbers up and down, and just zoning out and just t- 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 t. you would like soft focus on the numbers and just automatically know but did it, but did it, but did it. And then like the trace is going up. Oh use this ability. <milestone sound> now it's back down. And I got like five more minutes before I even have to log out. I'm just farming money, farming XP, getting all my abilities up. It feels good, it feels bright on a Saturday night, like I always say, so I'm liking that game. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm just I'm in one of those situations right now where if I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna farm the ever loving Christmas out of it. I'm gonna get everything that I could possibly get in that game, every ability, every unlock, every everything, so that when I finally put it away, I'm like, I did it you you're you're done, chained, and it's a lot of fun too. here this was something that could be a topic on the show, even though we've discussed it before. You got the news about the PS Vita store shutting down in July or August. And I went, PS Vita? Now's your time to shine, brother. Mm -hmm. Every single thing I could ever want on you, I'm getting on you. Mm -hmm. And most of it is like five to nine bucks. And I was like, download this, download that, download this, download that. Every single PS1 classic, all those amazing RPGs, boom, you're going on the Vita right now. And then I was like, hmm, let me see. Google, best Vita games ever boop, 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 all the usual ones, some I have, you know, Persona 4 Golden obviously is on the list, the Uncharted game is on there, I'm not a big Uncharted guy, and then I saw one that said, hmm, Velocity 2X, and they were like, oh, it's this weird top-down shooter slash side-scrolling runner game, and it's really cool and really fun, I went, I've never heard of that in my whole life, so I looked at a review of it, watched some gameplay, and went, that looks cool, so I went on the store, Velocity 2X, and I went, hey, Here's also the original game, Velocity Ultra, where it's just top-down shooter, and you're kind of zipping and zapping around with the spaceship, and you can kind of, you'll come to a wall, but then you can warp through the wall or to the okay. sides to get alternate paths and stuff, and it's like 50 different stages, these little stages where you're running through, shooting enemies, collecting survivors, you know, getting abilities and upgrades, and like unlocking security doors, like shoot this thing and then shoot that thing and then shoot that thing and then unlock the force field that's on this side so you can go in and get all these bonus points and get all the survivors and all this other stuff. And I was like, hell yeah. So I played that for like three hours one night. Never heard of it before in my life, but having a lot of fun with Velocity Ultra. Can't wait for Velocity 2X because it's going to be even better. And then I also got into a game I talked about on the podcast last week, Toho Spell Bubble baby. I was so excited for it. It's so much better than I could have ever imagined because the J pop and puzzle bobble together, it's magic. It's beautiful. When you get that combo that requires you to hit the buttons in rhythm to unlock like this big bubble chain, it feels so good. And some of the songs are weird. You know, some of the songs are like the J pop stuff from nowadays that doesn't really hit me right. But some of those songs are throwbacks to when you and I were watching anime as teenagers. Uh And it's just, it is that. When you hear it and you're like, this is an anime song. And then you're popping bubbles to the beat and doing all the things and throwing out abilities and unlocking stuff and totally destroying your opponent. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. There's so many songs to unlock. And then there's millions of paid DLCs with more songs and more characters and more side stories to do. The story is totally stupid. I don't even know what the point of it is. All the characters are from the Toho games, which I've never played. It's like all the shoot 'em up games with the, you know, the magical girls. Aww. I don't know who any of these characters are, but I don't care because it's J-pop and it's puzzle bobble. Two things I love, and it's so good. And another thing that I love. Man, I got back into an amazing game, and I'm just take a little quick story about why I got back into it. There's a guy called Miracle of Sound on YouTube. He does video game songs. I was listening to a bunch of his stuff, and then I got into a loop of listening to his Red Dead Redemption 2 songs. And I was like, yeah, I need to play that game again. But kind of just like Nier Automata, the end of that story is the end of the story. So if I went back to play it again or play it more, I feel like I cheated it. But I'm like, man, I need to be a dude riding through the countryside on a horse. What game can I do that in? Oh yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. It was on my PS5. I transferred all the stuff over and went, you know what? I'm going to boot it up and play that a little bit. And I went, huh, didn't I start a new Game Plus game? Yeah, I did. And goddamn, dude, I tell you, starting that game over as Endgame Jin and just tearing shit up in that game is so fun. Not having to worry about anything. No stealth. You don't even need to use your gadgets. I mean, obviously, as you get to the end game, the enemies get tougher. Yeah. They're harder to kill. But when you are end game gin at the beginning with those dirty Mongols and bandits, and you're riding your horse full steam at a whole party of them, leaping off, insta kill, you know, di- dive uh-huh. kill for them, go into ghost stance, whap, 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 or just don't even. Just lunch at this dude. Oh, he's got a spear. Click, click. I'm instantly in spear mode. Whap, whap, whap. whap. Shield dudes right behind me, boom. I'm instantly shield bone. Whap, whap, whap. He's, He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Tearing people up in that Painting game them is up. so fun. Them
1: up. That sounds like fun. God, it does sound like fun. And just be beautiful again. You know, PS5, all the little doohickeys, doohackies, upgrades.
0: It looks so much better. Like, it looks like I remember it, but looking at it in action, I'm like, this looks amazing now. And I'm amazing. Because I'm just tearing through people. There was no learning curve. It was just, I was back and I was Jin and I was ruining everyone's lives. So good. Especially playing through the early story missions. Like the raid on the castle when you finally, you know, rescue your uncle. Uh That was when I was starting to get into the groove last time. Now I'm fully in the groove. Nobody can see me. Nobody can touch me. Nobody can hurt me. I'm in ghost stance all the time. I'm just cutting people apart. Oh, it's amazing. It's great. That was my week. It was amazing and great. It the best ass.
1: So while you're over there playing Ghost Shima, trying to pump yourself up, I was over there looking at a new game. And just ringing my little paws, man. Just ring, ringing my paws because it's so hard. It's so hard. And that's Monster Hunter Rise for the Nintendo Switch. Okay? You all know I love Monster Hunter World. I played the hell out of that game. If anybody was to go, Eric, let's get back into it, I would in a heartbeat. In fact, a buddy we know, Nolan, said, let's do that. So I downloaded it, was ready to go, and then he said, oh, my internet sucks too much. I can't even play multiplayer. So I was let down. And that was the worst time, too, because it was a couple weeks ago, right as the Monster Hunter Rise thing got going. And so my brain, I was like in stuck mode. I want to play Monster Hunter. I want to play Monster Hunter. I want to play Monster Hunter. Eric's brand new Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Rise comes out March 26th. Everybody for the Nintendo Switch, which as you're probably listening to this is today or maybe yesterday or whatever. You can go get it. All right. It's a Capcom game. It's a huge boss fight game. Everything is basically boss fights. You start off with easy bosses. And then as you work your way up, wandering around this world, figure out why the monsters are acting crazy You'll encounter bigger, better monsters, you'll kill them, you'll harvest their parts, you'll take them back to your camp, you'll upgrade said parts into new armor and new weapons, and you'll get stronger. And then you're going to go back out and you're going to fight some new monsters that are a little bit tougher. And they're going to give you pieces and parts, and you're going to turn those into armor and weapons, and you're going to keep going and going and going, uncovering the mysteries of this place and why things are happening the way they're happening. And becoming the most badass monster hunter you can become. You can play this with friends. You can do this solo. There are some monsters and things called rampages, which are like arenas, that you're going to want to do with friends. It makes it a lot easier, a lot more fun. However, you can do everything solo if you are good enough at what you do at being a monster hunter. There are tons of different weapons, glaives, dual blades, long swords, axes, uh guns bows etc you can have all sorts of freaking weapons here and then you, those can be upgraded into their like most stoic amazing forms by getting said parts for the different monsters and the brackets you're applying them for it's amazing this is a game that's all about doing the thing matt isn't so keen on and that's farming these said monsters over and over and over again but here's the, here's the get. Here's why Monster Hunter is amazing and why Rise in particular is super cool because it took all the old school stuff. It took Monster Hunter World. It kind of combined them all back in. You get this really cool, vast exploration in Monster Hunter Rise using this wire bug new thing going and you can go traverse the mountains. You can climb over all the things like in Breath of the Wild. Whereas in Monster Hunter World, it was like very strict, you know, path. There's your path. There's the path you can go on. With that being said, and the point I'm leading to, is the monsters are all random. You know, they'll engage in some spots, they won't engage in other spots. You might end up encountering this particular monster on this little grassy uh, knoll. Well, guess what? This other monster sometimes flies over and eats the little critters that are on this grassy knoll. So while you're in the middle of a fight, some big old freaking flying monster might come flying in and decide to attack you or the monster you're fighting. If it attacks the monster you're fighting, you now get to watch these two giant monsters fight each other and then you get to participate. Sometimes they turn on you, you never know. That's the cool part about Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise, obviously is part of this, is that while fighting, different things happen. Different events happen. Sometimes you miss your traps, sometimes you get your traps, sometimes they run off in this direction or that direction. It's a lot of fun. It's a fantastic game, and I have so many fond memories of playing it. And now I really want to get a hold of this one because the traversal in this one seems so cool with the wire bugs. You also get your, uh, your pets again and your rideable little mounts this time around. So you can fly around at fast speeds. It's more about killing the monsters and having fun than it is, uh, finding them anymore. Cause you know, you can travel so fast now. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I'm for that because of course my time is, you know, limited. So getting to those monsters and engaging in those battles is what I'm talking about because sometimes they can take well, in Rise, I hear they're easier, but in World, they could take, you know, 30, 40 minutes, even sometimes longer sometimes depending on if you're by yourself or who you're with. Well, in this one, I hear they're a little bit easier, but still, we know that's going to change down the road. So it's nice to know you don't have to sit there and travel and find them anymore. Or screw around with all that, really. The only thing is, in this one, now they've got these little uh, birds that fly around and you get these extra buffs from them. So if you collect them on your way to the monster, you'll be better prepared to fight said monster. So, really cool game, lots of fun. If fighting bosses over and over and over to upgrade your weapons and armor sounds like something you want to do, I'd seriously check out Monster Hunter Rise. I know I really want to get it, but it's too many, so many games, it's too much. It's too much, Matt. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry.
0: As usual, my release is not only the complete opposite of one of yours, because yours is all about gameplay and fighting and combat and interactions and upgrades and doing the things... Mine is not about any of that. Mine is more like an experience than a game. Like, every review I've read of this, and I've tried to only read a few, because, again, this is something I don't want to dive too much into because I'm going to play it. So I'm not going to spoil it for myself. And it's also really hard to describe. All these reviews kind of say it's maybe kind of a point-and-click adventure game, but it's kind of just more of an experience. And this is Genesis Noir, which comes out on the 26th, developed by Feral Cat Den, published by Fellow Traveler, This is a game I tweeted about. As soon as I saw it, I watched the trailer. It's beautiful, like, black and white, kind of animation style. The basics of the story is, you're this jazz singer dude, there's another one, you're in a love triangle with this lady, this guy shoots at her, and you're trying to figure out how to stop that. Which makes sense, you know, a noir detective-style game, you know, you're trying to figure that out. But also, apparently, this has, like, cosmic consequences because over your journey you're traveling through time you're seeing like the genesis of the universe and life there are a couple vignettes that i've seen in these trailers where you're like a giant guy standing in space and you're picking out these clods of rock and spinning them and they become a planet You're going through time. You're going through the cosmos. Maybe these three players are like universal concepts and the gunshot is the Big Bang. It's some wild stuff. If you look at the trailers, the imagery is beautiful. Cosmos and moving around. But what I love, too, is the down-to-earth segments where your character is like walking through the streets. There's a segment early on in the game where you meet up with like a dude playing a bass on the street, little jazz musician. And in this little gameplay, quote fingers vignette, you can look around the scene, you can find like little cards with sheet music on it. You give it to him, he starts playing a new tune, and you're looking at him like across a set of railroad tracks, and then as he's playing, those railroad tracks start jumping up like piano keys. Then the music's going and the animation is going with him. You find another one, he starts playing that, the music changes, the animation changes. Then you get into a jazz battle with him because you pull out your saxophone. And now it's like Simon says, he's doing his stuff, you're doing your stuff. and then, But then as you do it, the scene's changing. And it's like going through time with this guy and he's getting bigger and bigger and badder and badder. I don't know how to describe it, but if you like strange experiences, if you love jazz music, you should definitely play this because all through all these different vignettes, through time and space and concepts and the formation of life in the primordial ooze, it's got this awesome jazz soundtrack I would say just watch the intro of the game. On YouTube, you can find it. It's like a 10 minute gameplay segment, right from the beginning. Your character's sitting there floating in space, and you're like tuning in sections of the jazz song on the radio. And they come together, and then there's just this like sine wave moving to the music as your character's moving through the world and through space. And just the way that it cuts comic panel kind of style cuts of the different scenes as you're moving around. Mwah! Chef's Kiss, it's beautiful. Watch that. If you're hooked on that, get genesis noir and hey guess what it's on Nintendo Switch it's on PC it's on Xbox if you got the games pass it's there mm-hmm. i'm going to play it for free and i'm going to love it cuz i love jazz i love noir stuff i love black and white anything i love funky stuff that's hard to explain genesis noir is for me if it sounds like it's for you you got to get it you got to watch you got to watch it at least cuz there's this is something special I know I've said that a lot about a lot of games over the course of this podcast, but this one it looks like nothing else. It sounds like nothing else. Obviously, it will play like nothing else because it's not really gameplay. It's just interacting with these cool scenes.
1: Ooh, get it. It's Genesis Noir. Get on top of it, Matt. And while you're getting on top of that, I should too because... I'm going to need that April freaking game that gets me through. You know what I'm saying? I got to do it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like something better than most I, I probably end up finding. So. And then to give us something to talk about. So, boom, we both play it's it. We both be able to actually comment on it. Sounds like a great idea. And, of course, as you say all that, I go, man, I should have had a great idea and pay attention what the hell Borlands and, and Gearbox was up to. But I didn't. And you put some stuff in them little notes, little snippets that I totally missed. <laughs> I'm like, what's he talking about? A Director's Cut BTS psych- psycho mocap session? When did they show this? How did I miss this? What the heck?
0: This was a real quick one on the Borderlands Twitter account. You remember the behind the scenes where they were doing the photo yeah, for the creatures. Yeah. You saw that one. That one was like five, six, seven, eight mm-hmm. minutes. This one was, I think it was like a two minute thing. It was the dude in the mocap suit throwing a little rant, doing his thing. And then they, you know, rigged him up to the psycho in the game so you could see it. I think they rigged him up to one of the tank enemies too. Uh So you could see how it translated to a little tiny enemy. So this one was just a real quick hit, but I appreciate it because it's getting me excited for unlocking all this stuff when the director's cut hits on April 8th. And something else you should get excited about is my favorite part of the show. Because we got ship codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands, the pre sequel. And it's doubly my favorite part of the show. Because after I say, hit up the Twitter, of the Red Forms, the Instagram, hit up your preferred ship code provider, and get yourself some free loot in a fantastic game, I can say, hey, Eric,
1: it's the pre sequel, buddy. The one
0: we're you know, to we play. only played through it the one time, and we didn't finish it no, the second didn't. time, and we got to go back and play it some more. As old. I always
1: say, Athena just keeps calling. She, Eric, you left me behind. I'm
0: sorry. I then. got Wilhelm halfway there. He was halfway there. He was almost unstoppable. I just needed that second capstone to get him to be completely invincible, uh-huh. like all my characters always are. And we, di- we didn't we do didn't it in that game. It.
1: We didn't finish that one. Well, with that particular character set, anyway. Correct, and yes. And, uh, yeah. Anisha, Nisha, she's maxed out. She's, you know, god tier, so.
0: Who did I play as the first time? I don't even remember. Uh, oh, Clap-trap. Claptrap!
1: Yes! Yeah. Oh, one-shot <laughs> wonder, baby! Yeah, ruining our lives all the, time. the whole time. I loved it. Every time, I loved it! Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Good old clap, Wow, man. Yeah, what a great game. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know what? Hey, Gearbox, here's an idea. Take uh, about 20 of your folks. You know, you got all that big money now because, of course, you got absorbed by a the Embracer group. That's right. Abs- Endeavor is the other one. In a big embracer. Hub. That's right. You got absorbed. Take some people, hire some people, and go do a remake of the pre-sequel, you know, mm-hmm. and add a little bit of the, the Gearbox Frisco flair and flavor to it to mix and mesh with the Australian flavor that came with the pre-sequel, and then maybe you'll have everybody back on board, and it'll be the most fantastic thing ever, except for don't touch pickles, because pickles was perfect. Oh, don't touch them. That's right. Don't ever touch them. You understand me?
0: <laughs> and then the last bit in the Gearbox News segment, I would be remiss if I didn't say, hey, the anniversary update for Risk Arena 2 has dropped, and I was like, anniversary update? It didn't launch that long ago, and I was correct. It only officially launched like in august or september depending on what platform you played it on but it's been two years since it went into early access march 28th of 2019 so just a couple days from now as we're recording this so risk of rain 2 has been around for a long time which this seems crazy seems like it's only been around just a little bit I know. but it's been around forever it does and it doesn't, because I feel like there's an
1: ancient memory of Risk Rain too, but at the same time, I feel mm. like it's just still fresh and new and out there and happening. and Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones we're going to get to. We're going to get there. And it doesn't happen. And so my brain goes, nah, it's still fresh. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You'll get it next week. Except for like 100 next weeks have gone by, man.
0: It is weird because it's one of those games that I think I would like, because I like roguelikes. Uh-huh. I, re- I love those. I've been playing those a ton over the past year. But this is one that just slipped through the cracks. And I feel, like, I feel like they've been updating it too much. And maybe that's what's kind of thrown me off of ever getting it. Because now I know that it's been around. Well, now I know it's been for two full years. I was thinking like one full year of these constant updates that you see on Twitter all the time. I'm like, oh, we've added this area, this location, this character. There's all this lore. When I was flipping through the patch notes of this, because we don't know anything about the game, so it wasn't going to go into detail. But it was like lore entry, lore entry, lore entry, lore entry. Like 15,000 new lore entries. And I was like, this game's too big. I can't, I can't even get into it because now it's, it's a whole thing. I feel like if I started now, I wouldn't even know anything. Like you have to start from way back there and then already know, be the expert. You know what yeah. I'm saying.
1: You don't want to have that imposter syndrome and then, of course, having the issues beyond that of just being completely lost in the sauce with a thousand things happening and you're just some schmuckatelli getting smoked all the time.
0: I'm calling you out on this podcast. I was waiting for it. I told myself oh, I'd no. do it. Where the heck did schmuckatelli come from? All the time I knew you. You never used to say it. And now, like, from three months back, you started saying it. What's going on with I this? I don't know. It's something that used to be said in the
1: military all the time.
0: That's what I assumed.
1: And so there's, so, there's in the last three months, there must have been so much military talk That it's back in my brain, which makes sense because of the stuff I'm doing in my own life for all that. It's back on the top of my head. So I think because of that kicking into gear, it's got some of the old, you know, stupidity coming back up. And so schmuckatelli, that's an old saying we used to always use back in the day. Uh So, you know what? You have to deal with it. It'll go away again. It'll disappear. And then you'll never hear it again for however many years.
0: <laughs> you latch onto some other thing, and I'm yeah. like, "Where the hell did this come from?" Oh, I was watching the show, and they call them sh- Schnozberries. I was watching Willy Wonka with yeah, the kids all the, time, like schnoz all the time, and now it's Schnozberry all the time.
1: We do this; it happens. It's okay if it becomes excessive to the point of stupidity. Then we'll have to course correct immediately. But until then, you know what? We can't haze people all the time. We can't just keep hazing people. You know? Yeah, be nice, Matt. Just like Nintendo's being nice. And giving you an upgrade, it's true, folks. It's finally Maybe. actually happening. No, allegedly, it's it's more than allegedly anymore. Supposedly, no, it's been a leaked. <laughs> the uh, The new Nintendo's coming. It's going to be having a seven inch OLED seven hundred and twenty monitor. I am super stoked for that because I have seen the old school Vita with that OLED, and it's, it is nice. It's silly gorgeous. It's silly yeah. gorgeous. I'm, it's crazy how much better it looks than its counterparts. Just that alone has me excited, but that's not it. It's got the, uh, the new NVIDIA GPU that supports deep learning, super sampling or DLSS. And I don't even know what that really means except for, you know, what I've been told, which is something like it can take a game, turn it into like Barney style and then have AI upscale it back up to where it needs to be. Meaning that it can take like really cool games compress them into crap, put them on the Switch because only crap can run on the Switch, but then artificially boost them back out to look good on your screen. You know, I don't know. It's like some kind of weird warlock magic. I don't know how it happens or if that's even true. That's just what I'm
0: telling you. See, I was going to say, as I always say, <laughs> sounds interesting <laughs> if true, but at the same time, I was going to say, with, with all these upgrades, yes, the OLED will be super nice because I do play Animal Crossing at work on my switch so having an upgrade to that would be super nice but for me for some reason playing big games on the switch that I would want to look super high and super fancy just doesn't it doesn't jive with my head uh-huh. I play those games on my PS5 or my Xbox. I play indie games and cute games and silly games and animal crossing on my switch. Uh-huh. It just has that vibe in my head like I know there are good games on it that are graphically intense and look pretty cool. But when it's like, yeah, we're going to upgrade the switch, it's going to be more powerful. And I'm like, but why? I can play Bubble Bobble on that. I can play Toho Spell Bubble. I don't need an upgrades and an up res. For just for me, This feels like a. it's a maybe. Like a great deal, possibly, I would get it, just for that upgraded screen. But it's not a mm, chomping at the bit, drooling from the mouth, got to get it.
1: Yeah, and I'm drooling at the mouth, but that's just always me. But I'm not gonna get it because it's uh, the price range is speculative, you know, uh, obviously. But they're talking about 3.99 is what they estimate the cost is gonna be, and that's, you know that's above and beyond what I can afford, especially since I already have one.
0: It's above and beyond for an upgrade to a system you already
1: have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's rough and tough to say that I, I would get it, but I would like to get it because I do play ukulele, The Impossible Layer, the new Crash Bandicoot, Fire Emblem. Breath of the Wild Two is coming out, you know. So there are games that I would play that would take advantage of, you know, the upgraded graphics and the power that it could put out. But like you said, I generally am okay with the fact that it's not pumping out big graphics and crazy stuff. I generally am just Mm -hmm. playing it for an hour or two while I'm waiting on something the girls to do this or that or or in the john or whatever it is. I'm just playing at these small doses goofing off for 30 40 50 minutes and then i put it down and that's it yeah like you said all my big time games i play on the ps5 with my big screen all the goodies and that's that's where i play the high-end graphic games and so i want it but there's no way i can justify it yeah so like you said it'd have to be something that falls into my hands like Hey, uh, I got this, and I don't know what to do with it. I'll give it to you for $200 if you give me your old one or something. You know, some kind of weird deal like that. And then I'd be like, okay.
0: Some kind of up trade, like turn in your old one and 100 bucks, and you get the new one. But I can't do that because of the weird save thing with Animal Crossing, so it's got to go with you. you know. So mm. it wouldn't work for me anyway, but it would be nice to see my Animal Crossing friends on a super hot, sexy OLED screen. OLED because my, screen. Vita, my Vita still looks so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And and like we said already, it's it's, it's night and day difference. It really mm. is. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. It's something we've always talked about. And it was, always, like you said, not never was really happening, but everything kept saying it was happening. Now it's official. Every website you go to has said, hey, here's the leak. This is what's happening.
0: Supposedly. If, if it's true, yeah,
1: and Matt will keep saying that until Nintendo says, but of course, Nintendo's Nintendo, so
0: it's because I've been burned 900,000 times every time I go on the trending topics on Twitter. Switch Pro is trending, maybe it's finally been announced. Click, oh, uh, uh, rumor is we're gonna get a Switch Pro in uh, in uh, October of 2020. Oh, uh, rumor is we're gonna get one in November of 2020, a uh, rumor is we're gonna get it in December of 2020, yeah, rumor uh, is this December 5th. 2020 oh wait now it's december 7th every single week switch pro trends just like grand theft auto 6 always trends i'm sick of it i don't want to hear about it i don't want to know about it but this time
1: all the specs are there hey it's got this Nvidia graphics card it's got this screen it's got this saving capability it's got this amount of memory it's got the when that hits usually it's a pretty good indicator that all right somebody somebody leaked
0: they're pulling the switch. They went to the factory in China, and they pulled that big old lever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the railroad tracks. Instead of going like to the production line, it's going to the trash bin now. Trash bin. It's, it's starting sh- all over.
1: Nintendo's done it before. It's true. Mm-hmm. They could do it again. It's Nintendo. They do whatever they want. That's right. Woo. Gosh. And while they're there doing what they want, we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time on this one, but I just want to bring it up. The DICE Awards nominees have come about, Matt. They're here. They're out there. You can go over there. You can check them out. You don't get to vote on it because this is for actual real people. Mm -hmm. The Game Awards are where scrubs and, and silly folks can go play and have fun. The Dice Awards are where people who actually make games and do stuff get to vote on what the best games are. And this is where you get your wonky outcomes that make no sense because they're not actually great games, but because the developers and the other in-house people said they were like super cool because the coding involved or whatever the hell it was was so hard and and, and super imaginative and we don't see any of that or care because we just want a game that's fun to play. That's the difference. This is where folks in the business pick, whereas the other ones, it's where us uh, scrubs that just play the game and have a great time pick. And so there's all sorts of different... Uh, you know, games, and some of them aren't games you would typically see at the game awards, but some of them fall in line. Like, for example, outstanding achievement in animation. You got your Final Fantasy 7 remake, your Last of Us Two, your Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, or in the Will of the Wisp, and your Spirit Fair. But see, even that Spirit Fair—I mean, was that really in a bunch of stuff? I don't know. I don't even know what Spirit Fair is. I feel like I've talked about it before, but I can't tell you to remember now. Wasn't that great? Who the hell knows?
0: Yes, it was. If you ever look at that thing in action, it's freaking beautiful. You have no idea what you're talking about, nope. Eric. This is one that actually should be in there. If you See, watch that game know. move. That's what I mean. If you watch <laughs> that game move, it's beautiful. 2D animation style. Oh, my God. It's freaking beautiful. It's it's one of those games where I knew nothing about it. I heard mm-hmm. people say, oh, Spiritfarer is pretty cool. And I was like, "Ah, oh, whatever. I'm never going to get around to it. And then I saw the game in motion for two seconds, and I went, whoo? I better be playing Fair. I think I'm 100% sure it's on the Games Pass, so I'm going to have to play it because I get to play it for free. Mm. Not for really for free, but you know what I'm saying, people.
1: Yeah. Now, see, here's one I'll tell you where I do know something about, and I'm glad they got in here. Outstanding Achievement Story. You got 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Kentucky Route Zero, TV Edition, and The Last of Us Part Two. All right? These ones I do know. These ones all do deserve to be here. Kentucky Route Zero, I've heard about. It's not one I'm super familiar with, but I've awesome. at least heard it's about wonderful. it. It's yeah. wonderful. It's beautiful. But 13 Sentinels, Age of <laughs> This is where it's finally going to get what it deserves. It's right there. Freaking amazing story. So much fun. Come on, folks. Let the developers, the people who know, actually vote the right way this time and give it to me. Oh, That's, Eric. that's the only one I'm hoping for.
0: Come you on. Kn- you know what's going to happen. Because I saw it, too. I saw it, and I was like, hey, Eric's going to be happy. 13 Sentinels Uh is maybe going to get it. And then I scrolled to the right, and I went, hmm, Ghost? That's pretty cool. I scrolled to the right. I went, Hades? That's a really cool story. I like the way they implemented it. Uh I went, Kentucky Route Zero. I love that game. I've been playing that game for years. And I scrolled right one more time, and I saw Last of Us Part Two. Congratulations, Uh Eric. You're going to get curb stopped by The Last of Us yet again. Which is fitting, because that's what you do in that game, is you just curb stomp people. Yeah, curb stomp
1: everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just constant murder
0: and poor choices. Yeah, so there you go. That's Last of Us 2. Murder and poor choices are going to make a poor choice here, and your favorite game is going to just get sent out on a boat.
1: And that's what I was going to finalize this little chatter with, is all of these categories, Last of Us 2, Last of Us 2, Last of Us 2. Mm. Last of Us 2. There's tons of other cool games in there, mind you. Mm -hmm. And stuff you wouldn't expect sometimes. Stuff you do expect. But there's it's a better variety, I feel like, than you typically get with your game awards. Yeah. However, Last of Us 2 is in a ton of them. And I can't help but be fearful that Dice Awards is going to do the same thing all the other ones have done. And just, Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2. Ugh. I don't want to see it. I hope not. So I cross my fingers and hope some of these other fantastic games can come away with some deserved wins and, and and trophies or whatever you want to call it, accolades that they deserve so that way they feel motivated and keep making these great, outstanding, crazy, cool games that aren't just the biggest and the bestest all around.
0: Yeah, I I pretty much agree with that. But I feel like the DICE Awards... A lot of underserved games get awards here when they've been missed out on stuff like the Game Awards, like we said in the opening. So I feel like this is not going to be such a... Glamour fest, favoritism. I feel like most of the people who vote for the Game Awards, they're all in that same space. They're the IGNs and the spots and the people who have the same opinions because they live in the same areas and they talk to each other all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like the Dice Awards, because it's people in the industry from all these different companies who work in all these different positions, I feel like this is going to be more, I don't want to say honest, but games that haven't gotten the spotlight get a fair shake here. So I feel like it's not going to be a clean sweep here like it was.
1: And that's what I'm hoping for. I really am. I just want to see some other stuff, get some cool stuff, and the props they deserve. And I feel like that could happen here, but I've also seen them pick really strange things in the past, too, that I'm like, what? I never heard of that game. Like you said, but they might have deserved it. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying, I don't even know what that game is.
0: Cool, I guess. (laughs) I I feel like that's the fun of it, though. Mm -hmm. Because when I hear stuff that I don't know, I'm like, oh, what is it about that? And I I don't go,
1: what is that?
0: I go, ooh, what is that
1: then? Maybe it should be. Maybe it is good, yeah. Why haven't I heard about that? And when it turns out to be super weird, I'm like, ah, that's not my bag of, my bag of clams. I'll, I'll just walk way over mm-hmm. this way. I'm good. Don't know why I chose bag of clams. That's weird. That's cool, though. No. I like I'll take clams.
0: I take a bag I like of clams. like clams,
1: too. Oh, yeah. They're delicious.
0: You know, I'd um, even take a bag of oysters over that, though. Just shuck that bad boy.
1: Gosh, I'm mixed on that. The flavor is good, but mm-hmm. the texture is really weird. I'm gonna like a 50-50.
0: Just do like two.
1: We'll
0: get a, we'll get a four pack. You take two. Perfect. I'll take two. There we go.
1: I like that. That's what we'll do off air next time we meet up in the real life.
0: What do you guys think about the alleged, supposed, possible? I'm not even gonna say probable, but theoretical nintendo switch pro what do you guys think about the dice awards do you even pay attention to the dice awards or do you just watch the game awards because this is one that it always slips by me each year until the winners are announced and i'm like i wish i had looked at it more so now i get to look at it more because you brought it up so what do you think out there in podcast Listener listening what are your opinions of both of those topics what do you think about toho spell bubble is it the greatest game ever made because yeah it is let us know via the email, ThirdShiftMe at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at ThirdShiftMe and, and find us on Facebook under ThirdShift.
1: Indeed, you can find us on all those places. You can also find us over that old Patreon. We treat it just like a little tip jar. Like what we're doing, like what we're saying. Want to go ahead and give us a little support? You can. You can go over there, and give us a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars, a hundred dollars, all sorts of dollars. Give us a certain amount. You'll get you in little cool tiers, get you some of the, the extra little podcasts we do just for the patrons. And we do appreciate you oh so much because that money goes into upgrading, keeping the the podcast rolling, all that good stuff. It's why we're here today. Because you know what, money's money, and especially in these times, whoo, you gotta pinch them pennies. You know, you gotta get out there hustling. But if you can't support us in that way, you can support us by doing as Matt said. Hey, tell us about this theoretical Switch Pro. Tell us about why you do like that one game, whatever it was. Matt said it was really good. It's cool. Sports Fair is play awesome. Or you can go play Monster Hunter Rise and then hit me up. It's going to be great. We'll have a great time killing monsters together. And then you can give us mailbag questions, asking questions about that game, which we'll answer on the show and have a great time with. That's other ways to support us. Or maybe five-star ratings over on the iTunes. Or maybe go head over to Twitch, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Lots of different things you can do to keep us in business, keep our little eyes shining in the stars of life.
0: That's one thing I forgot during my weekly update. I played The Outer Worlds, and it was great, and I streamed it, and I had a lot of fun. So there, the next episode, of course, which you can listen to on the first, it's going to be a quarter-end episode. We're going to have a oh. quick little hit for you because it's going to be a bad, bad time for being my buddy, Eric. <laughs> but we'll be here for you on the iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, comment, and subscription. And I got a good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And hey, we really do appreciate it. Indeed,
1: we do appreciate it. We appreciate that five-star review. Matt, this is what you tell me. We got another one. Uh, I don't think we did. I'm hey, checking oh, right now. He, hang on. Hang on. We got to stretch it. it. He, he you got to fill. Me. You got to stretch I got to I find wish it. you uh, the best uh, luck. Didn't I threaten people's lives last time? You do or, that every time. Or, oh, well, I thought this time it would work. People, you know... I guess they're not fearful of squids up their butts. I think that's what we did. That's what we did. They're they're not scared about it. I can't believe no one fell for the fear of that. It's impossible. Improbable. It's got to be a five star.
0: Our last one was in January. I'm fiending. I'm thirsting for one. I'm getting hungry.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to have to make good on one of these promises.
0: Don't put a squid up your butt, Eric. Don't put a squid up your butt. Don't do it.
1: (laughs) Whatever it takes, Matt.
0: <laughs> I'll do another one. I'll make another account <laughs> if you just don't do it.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll make another account. I'll appease you, stupid. Don't be dumb. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sad now. No, well, that's it, everybody. Until next time. Hey, there's nothing else to say. Oh, don't Sit it down.